welcome to the Service Industry Podcast. Here, you'll learn ways to grow and scale your business, marketing strategies, and a step-by-step plan from people who have done what you're trying to do. You deserve success and freedom of your time. Now, here's your host, Matt Smith. What is going on, guys? Matt here from the Service Industry Podcast. Hope you had an awesome week. Uh, It is Friday, man. Happy Friday. Had to think about that for a minute. Been so freaking busy that... You guys ever been like so busy in your life where you're like, dude, what day is it? Literally yesterday I woke up and I was like, okay, today's Friday, tomorrow's Saturday. I'm going to chill tomorrow. And then I've got to get some stuff done Sunday. And then I got to work and I'm like, dude, it's Thursday. I'm all over the place. So welcome. Uh, If you are a new listener, uh, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And this podcast is for people who own home service businesses who want to grow and scale and build something meaningful. And our whole goal here is to help you do that, uh, help you scale a more systemized home service business so you can make more money and have more freedom of your time. And if you are not new, (laughs) if you've come back episode after episode, uh, thank you. means the world. This podcast is blowing up, man. And it's because of you guys, right? Like, yeah, we put the content out, but um, you guys share it out. You, you know, you're reaching out to us. You're saying you're getting value out of it. Uh, you're implementing things we're saying, which is motivating for us to do more of. And so it's a win-win for everybody. And with that said, uh, we are trying to get to 100 iTunes reviews by May 1st, but we are pretty far behind. We're at 70 some. Uh, we've only got a couple days left. So if you have not left us a review, please do. Uh, even if we fall short of our goal, we want to get as many reviews as we possibly can. Um, and we are trying to do that so we can reach more people and help more people. So if you could help us do that, that would mean the world. <coughs> um, today I'm talking about something pretty basic, uh, but I see a lot of you guys doing it. Okay. It's the good old conversation of handyman versus specialist. And what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I learned early on, right, that when you're out on jobs, regardless of what service you offer, people are going to ask you if you do certain things. And it is extremely hard to say no to money, right? Especially when you're early on in your business. Uh, you know, if it's an extra 100 200 $300, you're like, like no, I, I don't do that, but I could right? It's a couple hundred bucks, right? And it's tempting to do. And here's what happens is many companies get in the mindset of becoming a handyman where they're willing to do anything and everything, where the select few companies that really scale and really grow and turn into something huge are specialists. And I want to explain kind of that theory and how it works and why it works the way it does. Um, it is very rare that you will ever see a ultra large company that is a handyman service. Like tell me the last time you saw a multi-million dollar handyman company. I'm sure they exist, right? But they are not common. Cuz what you normally see when it comes to handyman style businesses is small one-shop kind of guys, right? Maybe they have a helper or or an extra guy running with them, right? But very, very rare are you pulling into a parking lot of a handyman company and they're running 10 to 20 trucks. Why? Well, it's very simple because they do a little bit of everything. And if you if you have employees, you're going to understand this. It is virtually impossible to train 
a large staff on a handyman style service, okay? Now, hang with me here because I'm not talking about actually being a handyman, but when you offer a little bit of everything, your chance of scaling your business is virtually cut in half because not only are you gonna have a hard time finding employees, you're gonna have a hard time training them on all of the things that you do because yes, maybe you can do them, right? Maybe you're good enough to, to fly by the seat of your pants and, and do it, right? But most people are not, okay? So here's what happens. I see people all the time marketing their business, whether it's Facebook or postcards, whatever it is, and they've got a list of 10 or 15 services they offer, right? And I see this on direct mail more than anything, but they have, let's say they have 10 or 15 services, just a list of services of things they do. Well, that does two things to the person who's potentially gonna buy from you. First, they get that marketing piece, and there's so much on there that they stop reading, right? Because let's be honest, nobody wants to read a book of what you offer. The second thing is even if they don't say it out loud, as soon as they read that, the first thing they think is, ah, this guy does a little bit of everything, but he's not really good at anything, right? And so let's just say, let me give an example. Uh, let's just say somebody mails out a postcard like that and it has 10 different services. They have pressure cleaning, roof cleaning, window cleaning, carpet cleaning, painting, pest control, uh, roofing, you know, gutter cleaning. And then I mail a postcard the same day and we have four core services, uh, house washing, window cleaning, roof cleaning, and gutter cleaning. Boom. Now, if that homeowner wants to get their home power washed and they get two of these postcards, I can guarantee you one of two things. First, if they call for two quotes, it's probably because they're not a value customer, right? But second, if they're a value customer, they're calling me every single time. Why? Because we specialize in what they want, okay? The other person does a little bit of everything, which in my head says, okay, they're probably not that big and they'll do a little bit of everything to make a little bit of money. And so long story short, people want to hire specialists, at least the right kind of customers do. And so at the end of the day, right, you want to become a specialist in your industry. Now, here's a huge misconception. A lot of people believe that in order to make more money, especially when you're small, in order to make more money, you need to offer more services. It's actually not true at all. The reason you're not making a lot of money is because nobody knows you exist. You see, I learned this early on that we thought the same thing my first year. We're like, man, well, oh, we can do this or we can do this or we can do this. And what we realized was we were just not facing the fact that people didn't know who we were, right? And so we were trying to grab people by offering new services. But what we realized quickly was that there's actually a ton of people out there in the public that wanted the four core services we offered. We just had to find a way to get them to know who we were, right? And so now that we've done that, now when we hire new people, instead of having to train guys on 10 different services, we only have to train them on four. Do you guys see where I'm going here, right? Somebody gets your postcard and you're a specialist in your industry and you only really hone in on three to four core services, you're gonna smash the handyman style company every single time. I'm just telling you, it's just the way it is. So I want you guys to get out of the mindset that like, oh man, there's all this opportunity for upsell, right? Uh, my, my buddy Cody came to work here at the Dirt Hunter and we're out and uh, he's going through training and, and he's got a construction background, right? And so he can do a little bit of everything. The kid's great. He can repair gutters, hang gutters, uh, you know, anything you want, build decks, roofing, drywall, 
and we're out doing jobs and he's seeing how many jobs we're doing every single day. And he's like, dude, I, I got to tell you, my mind is just spinning with ideas of stuff that we can offer people. I said, explain to me. Well, I'm like these gutter repairs or, you know, I saw this guy's roof and it, this part needed to be patched or, you know, whatever it was, right? There was a bunch of different things he said. I said, Cody, you're right. There's opportunity out there. But here's the thing you have to think about. How scalable is that? Because yeah, I can send you out and you can go do it, but nobody else on our team can, right? And so that's not really a scalable model. And so I taught him how to kind of rethink about, you know, if we're going to add new things, how scalable is it? So that's what I want you to think about when you're doing services. This is actually why I got out of carpet cleaning. I think carpet cleaning's killer. And if I were to do it again now, I would do it totally different and I could, and I definitely could do it. But I chose window cleaning in the beginning over carpet cleaning because I realized how much more there was to carpet cleaning. All the different chemicals you use, all the different mixtures, the different types of carpet, the different types of tile, all the tools, the truck mounts. And I said, I'm just getting started in the business. I want, and I know I want to scale and I know I want to hire people. I can train people to clean windows, I believe, a lot easier than I can carpet cleaning. And so I went that route, right? And so I trained Cody on how to start thinking like, okay, let's find some opportunity that's scalable, something that all of our guys could do, right? And that's how you need to start thinking too. When you're thinking about adding on services in your business, not only what is the opportunity of the service, but how scalable is it for my employees? How easy is it to train people to do? Because you guys are going to go through people, I guarantee it, okay? If you have employees now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't have employees, I promise you, doesn't matter how good you treat them, you're going to cycle through people. And so you have to figure out services that you can scale and that are trainable, okay? And so at the end of the day, in my head, this argument of handyman versus specialist, there's really two sectors. There's the sector where the customer perceives you, and then there's the sector of how scalable is it inside of your business, right? I'm telling you right now, you do not want to be perceived as a handyman to the public. If you offer a little bit of everything, it's going to kill your, uh, your entire company. You're not, I guarantee you, you will not be able to scale as much as if you were a specialist. Okay. Now you're going to say, well, Matt, you're adding on services to your business now. Well, yeah, but our company is to a certain size. We're not adding services. We're adding divisions. So now we're going to have an air quality division, right? Where we're offering air duct cleaning and other, other services similar to that, dryer vent cleaning. And that's going to be its own entire division where employees are strictly trained on those services and that's all they do. They don't dabble in pressure washing. They only do air duct and dryer vents, right? And when you get to a certain size, you can begin to branch off and create new divisions like that because we have a customer list now of thousands and thousands of customers that we can market to. And so now we get to sit back and say, okay, now we have all these customers, right? How can we add a new division? And what would be the smartest division to add? And by the way, you want to add divisions that make sense with your current services. So we're an exterior cleaning company, right? We have people ask us all the time, do you guys clean carpets? Do you guys clean air ducts? You need to listen to your customer, right? Now we could have, you know, we've, we've thought about, well, maybe we should go start a full on lawn care service right? And we, ha we have the mower and, and we, you know, can do that if we want down the road. But the reality is we want to stay within our realm. That way we can be a full on property maintenance company that cleans. Okay. And so long story short, if you're small, don't even think about the division talk that I just said, just cut that part out. 
figure out three to four core services for your home service business and go all in on marketing those. Now, you can offer little things like, you know, we offer screen cleaning and track cleaning. Those aren't a core service. Those are just little upsells for window cleaning, right? Um, gutter whitening or pressure cleaning driveways. Like those are upsells for house washing and stuff, right? So you can have those little things, but we don't market those. Those don't go on our postcards. Those don't go on our Facebook ads. Those don't go on Google AdWords. None of that. We have four services we market and that's it. And I can tell you guys, I'm staring at my board right now, our revenue goal board. And if you saw how big some of these numbers were, you wouldn't believe that we literally offer four services and that's it. And so that's all I got for you guys today. Short podcast, but quit thinking like a handyman. Quit taking every single job that's out there and learn how to grow your core services so you can become a specialist. Because when you're a specialist, people are willing to pay you more and they have more confidence in your business. This episode of the Service Industry Podcast has ended, but be sure to check out our other episodes. Please subscribe to the podcast if it has brought you any value. And as always, don't forget to rate and review the show. Does your home service business need help getting new customers? Matt's company, Service Industry Marketer, can help. Service Industry Marketer specializes in print marketing, Google AdWords management, and Facebook ad management. Visit serviceindustrymarketer.com for more information. See you in the next episode.